another episode of Desire to Inspire. It's almost like I did this intro like two times before, but (laughs) I'm excited. As I have stated, alluded to, life has been going in fast motion, I feel like, the last month and a half. So I'm excited to have this conversation, kind of touch on some different things throughout this episode. But more importantly, just bullshit with my boy, baby. Yeah, it's definitely been going fast, man. I literally move in less than two months now. It's fucking insane. Dude, that is like absolutely was, crazy. Yeah, I haven't even started getting anything ready, so I should probably do that. You getting a little emotional about it? No. No, I think I've come to terms with it now. Good. Which we kind of talked about last episode, but yeah, I, I feel good about it. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. I uh, I think I was in New Jersey last time we filmed, and then I was in Charlotte. Now I'm in Ohio. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a world traveler. I'm going to be here soon. Yeah, you're literally all over the place, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know how to, you do it. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I go to um, Arizona in a week, and then I'll be in San Antonio. I'll be in Michigan. and So are you in Ohio for a week right now? Yeah. Oh, shit, just like visiting, or like you got something you're doing there too? Yeah, it's my grandmother's uh, 90th birthday, so we okay. got all of our family coming in town to celebrate that. So cool. I'll be here until like Wednesday of next week. Um, fly back to Charlotte for Thursday to Sunday, fly out Sunday to Arizona. 90, um, bro. Could you imagine me in 90? No, but it's amazing. She looks, she looks great. She said that, the, she would be 25 years younger if she could get a new back. So hopefully I can get rich enough here soon where I can get her <laughs> a new back. So, you know. hey. but travel has been fun. On the the second attempt that we had to film this podcast, you asked me a question that I actually want to touch on. um, And I believe it was something along the lines of like, do I like traveling this much? Yeah, that's what I asked because I don't think I would like to do for work that much. Like if I was just jumping around and they go, hell yeah. But for work, I don't think I'd want to do it that much. Yeah, so I was actually in Orlando last week and I texted one of my uncles that I've looked up to my entire life. Um, cause I saw him be a travel salesperson, go up the ranks, um, and get to explore every single state in the U S sometimes going outside of the U S, um, for these business meetings. And then he got to go on nice vacations with his family and things of that nature. So I texted him, I was like, Hey, I got to thank you. I'm living one of my dreams right now. And it's, uh, mainly because of you that I went down this path. And so I've been in sales since I graduated college. So what is that, like five, six years now? And um, I haven't had the chance to travel like I'm doing because COVID came after I finished all of these training yeah. programs that would have allowed me to. And so I'm going through it now um, and getting a taste of it. And it definitely adds a layer of stress to the job that you clearly yeah. wouldn't have to have. Um, but it's really fun. It, like going to these facilities and getting to explore them hear how they operate, see what they do firsthand. Like it just fires me up that much more to want to be or want to get that next sale. Um, And not only that, but then move to their next facility and their next facility to help them out. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, There hasn't been a, there's been one trip, but there hasn't been any more than one trip that I've been on that I haven't had to change some sort of booking. Um, Meaning the hotel, meaning the car rental, meaning the plane, Um, so I've had to like navigate that, which is pretty stressful because you're already trying to beat the clock to achieve said goal, whatever that is. And then you have to add the stress of like, oh shit, all this went wrong. Now I got to figure out how to make it right while also extending my stay 
and talking to all these 1-800 numbers and stuff. So there's a layer of complexity to it. Um, but so far it is more rewarding than it is of like a headache or something. I think that's the reason I say that I wouldn't like it. It's not even like that I wouldn't enjoy the traveling for it because I think I could do that part. But I'm a creature of habit. I love my routines. And being pulled out of that on a weekly basis and thrown into a different environment, there's no way to maintain a routine like 100% of the way. So True. You're, not you're not 100% over all over the place. But I think because we have our snap group that we're in, our accountability one, and um, every time that I am on these trips for work, I do send you guys the pictures of me in the gym. It's not the um, dream equipment like I have at my Hive That's what gym. Um, but with the great community app that we have, I'm able to change those things. So that way, if they don't have the machine that I need or the um, equipment I need, I can go in and change it to the dumbbells and be able to do that and actually feel the exercise. Um, so no lie, like having our platform um, makes this more likely to stick to a routine because if I didn't have something that I could go in and right, <laughs> if I didn't have something that I could go into and hit swap and find an exercise that complements the equipment I have there, I probably wouldn't go to the gym to be completely honest. When I'm, when I travel, if, if like the place I'm staying has a gym, I'll go, but I only go like once or twice traveling. I just solely go over to running. I'm like, fuck it. Like I know yeah. I can run wherever. All I gotta do is bring my shoes. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. So doing that and then even like going out to eat, I'll go out to eat. And like, for instance, I went to Longhorn Steakhouse or something like that when I was in Orlando because hey, everything. Longhorn, bro. I used to work there. Oh, I love it. I tried it. It was Me good. Too. That was my first time ever. That's and so, honestly, it's my favorite restaurant. Yeah, it's really good. Their broccoli. Oh my God. I was, was so hyped when I got job. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I try and do because like there was everything around me from every fast food joint you could think of. There was an IHOP, um, there was a Denny's, like things like that. And the only thing was uh, Longhorn. So I went there, I got a nice steak, I got broccoli and I got a salad. Stick to the regimen. Second day I went and I got this like grilled chicken, um, asparagus and something else. So like I try and stay dialed in on my eating um, because yeah. it is very easy to just pull through that drive through. So I've been that's trying to eighty five percent of it right there, bro. Like if you yeah. if you're good there, everything else is like even if it's a half assed workout, it's you're gonna be fine. Yep. I came back from that trip and I was actually down a pound and a half. So I was like, okay, cool. Cause that one, the one I'm referring to is like four days long. So I was like, I easily yeah. could have ate French fries the entire time with one of my coworkers or fried chicken. Um, but I didn't. I try and stay disciplined. And even if I do get French fries one of the nights, I won't eat them all. I'll eat my protein and everything first, and then I'll have a couple bites I of French fries. I not eat them all. If I got fries on my plate, tough. Though, gone. I have to tell them to take it. After I have a couple, I'm like, just take it. But again, I'm trying to be disciplined about it because if I am on the go as much as I have been lately, it could be very easy to fall off and get that salesman bod yeah. that I am not going to fucking get. <laughs> But I'm going to be a hell of a trip planner here soon because I'm going to know all of the discount codes for hotels, for airlines, for car rentals, um, because oh, we have a list of those for like um, company, corporate, whatever they you are. You use them on personal fun? Yeah. There's a, there's a trick. There's a trick to the trade. So I'll, I'll inform you offline. And if any of you yeah, guys are wondering, just here, hit man. me up. <laughs> 
but it's made me realize too, like appreciate, and this is kind of segued, segueing yeah. into what I want to talk about. It's like, it's making me appreciate life and it's making me value the time that I have with like Low and Decker when I'm home or even like coming home to see my family. Like, bro, I'm working fucking hard right now, trying to do this stuff um, with a lot that we're going to be doing on the back end with that time frame coming up of two months. Um, we have a lot of things that we want to do when we're in person month together. And month and a half. That's fucking nuts. Um, but then on top of that is making sure that when I'm away from work, I keep it away because I got people on the West Coast, East Coast, all over different time zones. Um, like I just got an email right now from somebody that's over in California and it's like, nope, I'm out of work hours. I just got here with my family today. Like I'm going to go and do that. I busted my ass. And so it's staying disciplined in the moment to then enjoy the moment. And so this is going to segue into what I want to kind of see your view on what this word moments means, um, because it is extremely close to my family um, creating moments. Actually, this tattoo I have right here in the middle of this clock, it says moments. Um, and that's because we have a 24 hours in a day and who knows how many of those days we're going to be here for. And so truly enjoying every single moment that you have. Um, and appreciating life for what it has to offer before something goes south or something bad happens to somebody you know. Appreciating that so that way when that time comes, you can keep moving forward um, in a positive way. So without me diving deep into it just yet, when you hear the word moments, does that have any significance to you or your upbringing? Um, I wouldn't say about upbringing. So for me, it's not so much creating moments. It's more living in the moment. And I think that that's something I've kind of focused on in the last two years is doing everything with intention, whether that's business stuff, whether it's work, whether it's time spent with family and friends, like DTI training, whatever it is, like making sure that when I'm doing that thing, I'm doing that thing. My mind's mm -hmm. not somewhere else. And I think it's easy for people, especially today to be hanging out with family, but be on their phone. Like we're all in the same room, but are we actually doing anything together? Like, is this moment being spent intentionally or are we kind of just pissing it away? And more often than not, we're, we're wasting the time that we have. And especially for people like us who don't live at home, that time is very valuable because it's not there all the time. It's not, I can't just go down the street and see my mom and dad. It's like yep. when I'm with them, I'm with them because I'm trying to get as much out of it as I possibly can. Where did you, have you always been this way or did this shift after something that happened in life or when you got to a certain age to like really start appreciating those moments that you have? Um, I think I've always like tried to enjoy moments like in the moment, but I think the biggest shift is kind of being away and not even like I was in Indy. That was a five hour drive. I was in Kent. It's an hour and a half. I was at OU. It's four hours, but like they're all within driving distance. If I want to come home for a long weekend or somebody wants to come visit me, it's like, boom, I could be there today. Mm -hmm. But being out here, I think really shifted it. And that was like in conjunction with when I was trying to do personal development and grow anyways. So I think I was just kind of evolving like out of boy-like tendencies, I'm going to call them just for lack of a better term, yep. but coming, coming more into a, okay, like I'm, I'm an adult now. And it, it even still feels weird to say, but I'm about to be <laughs> fucking 30 years old. Like I'm not a kid. Like, so yeah. it's weird, but yeah, it was, it was more the shift of being across the country and just not being able to see people. Like I see my brother's family two to three times a year and like they're young. So it could also have to like play into them just seven and five years old. Like if I'm not around, you know, do they even fucking know who I am? My brother actually yeah. does a good job of like keeping them involved and like yeah. stuff like that. But, 
but I probably don't too as well. So I'm excited to be in Charlotte so I can make weekend trips a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think overall, like if there's one thing I preach about, everybody knows that it's my family and how close family is to me. Um, and through that, it's made me realize like tomorrow's not promised today's not promised. And we need to make sure that we're making the most out of the time that we have on this earth. And I say that because, um, I currently know three people in the last week, um, that got diagnosed with cancer. I know somebody that got into a car accident. Um, I know somebody who is a wife to one of those people that got cancer. I know somebody who's a brother and sister to somebody who got cancer. I know somebody who is a grandparent to the person that got in an accident. And um, I'm an extension of those people. Uh, The people are family friends of mine that mean a lot to me. And even though I don't have direct ties to them on a daily basis, I know that those people are hurting and it makes me hurt because I grew up around them and I know them. And so I say all of this because we as humans have all of this at our disposal. And Theovan made me, Theovan, Theovan, I don't know how to say his yeah. name, but you got Theovan, um, made me start analyzing this topic for myself. Um, because in one of his podcasts, he says that nobody is living in the moment anymore. We have these phones that we sit there at a sporting event and we're recording. We're at a concert, we're recording. We're as fucked up as it sounds, people are at funerals and they're recording. We are at church, people are recording. And we don't appreciate and we don't live in the moment anymore because we can capture the moments. And so instead of going to something, soaking it in a concert, we'll say, and then coming home, talking about it or listening to that music again, dancing around your house with like your wife or your kids because you enjoyed the concert so much. It's almost like that concert happens. You get that little rush and then it's like, okay, on to the next one. All right, on to the next one. And so with that fast paced motion and without truly settling in, when things, life tragedies happen, it's almost like fuck. And it throws you back against the wall and you got to be like, damn, I need to reach out to this person more. I need to contact them more. Are they okay? Can I do this for them? Can I? And now you start living in the moment because something bad happened or something tragic happened or something happened where you lost your job and you're like, oh shit, what do I do now? I haven't been networking. I haven't been talking to people. I haven't been interacting in society. I haven't, now where do I go? Because that's another thing. I know somebody who lost their job. I know somebody who's looking for a job. Like all of these things are such big, big monumental shifts in life. And we can't ever not get caught off guard with them because we're already so far ahead of that day. We're already thinking about tomorrow. We're already thinking about next month. We're thinking about the trip that we have in two, like a year from now, whatever it is, we're always thinking to that next thing. And then, so when that semi truck comes and you get that news about something, it really throws you off. And so living in that moment and not capturing it all, all the time, but sometimes just taking it and soaking it in dinner around the table, uh, the drive, like you said, like you and Matt are going to be driving uh, from Colorado together. Even with him, getting to know Matt a little bit more. I know Matt on a deeper level than you do, just like you know somebody on a deeper level than me. So like now this is a chance for you and Matt to grow your guys' friendship, your guys' relationship, because look how much has grown in this amount of time. Now imagine what you guys can accomplish if you take that drive from Colorado to North Carolina and actually use it to have meaningful conversations. Matt, what do you want to do in life? This and that. And now it just, it keeps elevating life and it makes you remember like, 
dude, you remember that time when we fucking drove from Colorado to North Carolina and this happened kind of like me and Marcus with Columbus. Like, that's <laughs> not a good living. That's not going to happen. Story. But you'll have those memories that'll live on. And those memories yeah. are all snippets of moments that you enjoy and that you find valuable. And I think we as a society and we as humans need to start appreciating those moments more. So that way we can start finding that true value of life and our core beliefs on our why that we always preach. What's your why? You don't know it. Start living in the moment and see what you find, what you gravitate towards to then make you find the motivation to keep moving forward, to get that spunk, that bizarre to just keep going. Um, and so today, tomorrow, um, last week, we all need to like just ground ourselves a little bit and start appreciating it and thinking through those things. When you go um, on your wedding that you have in a couple of weeks, taking that and appreciating that, not taking as many videos because you're living that with the people that you're the closest to and that you love. So it's little things like that, that we kind of look over now that we have this technology at our fingertips. That's the one thing like I'm actually pretty good about. I don't take videos really. I'll do pictures. Like if I'm in an event, I'll take a picture, post that, whatever. Like that's just me doing it just to put something out there. Like I don't, concerts dude, that is one of my biggest fucking pet peeves. Have you ever recorded a concert? When you watch it, it doesn't sound good. The lighting is shitty. <laughs> the sound is horrible. You hear the person Your next to look like trash. I'm like, who? What? As someone will record, dude, every song. I'm like, when are you listening to this? Because I know you're not just putting this on at home. <laughs> like, just fucking put your phone away and hang out. That one pissed me off more than anything. Like, that, yeah. that is the absolute worst one. But it's not. It's not usually one uh, one block of videos. It is literally like... Dude, I've been to people who have the entire concert cut up into 100 videos. And I don't think they've ever watched it since. It's just a waste of time. And you're you're missing out on like what's actually happening. Because you're looking at it through your phone. Like You're not even seeing it in real life. And that's yep. where it's going to look the best. But I think you're right. Like We just need to live more like for the now. Like We're too caught up on everything else that's going on or that could be going on. And one of the things that my new job actually says all the time, like they keep saying this and I've only been here for less than a month. They keep saying that we work to live, not live to work. And they're like, when, when the day ends, like shut your computer off. They're like, none of these emails are pressing. No one's calling you. They're like, like you delete it off your phone. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, like you come in, you work your hours, you go home. So that's been like something I'm carrying too. Cause I was always a guy who had like my work email on my phone, just in case it pops yep. up. Not, not this job. I'm like, whatever. You say I don't need it, I don't need it. So it's just yeah. kind of reframing like everything in life and just focusing on what you're doing at that moment. Yep. No, I think that's important. And I think that's even something to hone in a little bit more on because it is true. Like I, how many people do you know that have a stay-at-home mm -hmm. job? Like, dude, I know so many people that, that range from the age of 22 to 63. Like, there's such a big range of everybody that's staying home now and has a home office and that takes away from those moments with your family. So when the work day ends and you're supposed to be sitting down and eating dinner with your family, like sit down and eat dinner with your family. Don't keep working. Don't this, like these companies pay us just, you know how like you buy a bag of chips and you open it and you're like, God damn, this bag ain't cool enough. Yeah. Well, it's because the company is charging us for that set amount. If they wanted to fill it to the top, the chip bag would be double or triple the size. They put it like that because of marketing display, counter space, all that kind of stuff. The same goes for at home. Your company pays you to clock in at seven to four or eight to four or nine to five, whatever the fuck hours you work, but they pay you 
that allowed of time, 40 hours a week to work during that. If they want you to work outside of that, then they need to give you an extra incentive. And I get it. We want to lock in that next sale. We want to nail the big project. We want to do all of these things. But if you allocate your time right during the day, you'll be able to get the stuff done. If not, then it'll raise some questions internally that you can talk through because either you have too much on your plate, all that stuff. But what I'm getting at is you need to have that separation so that way you can create those moments off of the clock. Your kids want to have dinner with you. Your kids want to talk to you. Um, and they're never going to have that chance. And you probably won't hear them when they're voicing their opinion because you're too caught up. And, oh, Tim's calling me back about this deal. I got to take it on vacation at the dinner table, whatever it is. Put that shit down. Call Tim back in the morning. Um, Fuck and, Tim. And send him one of these. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I didn't fill my water before this and I'm dying right now. I yeah. Forgot, and I walked in here like, fuck. I feel like whenever I fly, I get super parched, like all throughout oh, the, the day. Worst, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, cool. I'm glad that we talked about this because um, Theo Von, Theo Von, whatever his name is, I love him. I'm sorry. I still can't pronounce your name to this day. I don't I know why it's so hard for you. T-H-E-O, Theo. Theo, Theo, Theo. Um, he shines light on really good topics. And sometimes I want to talk about them, um, but I don't want to like steal what he's saying. But I, he am got opening. Him somewhere, though. That's yeah. That's the thing about like ideas is no, there's no original idea anymore. Everything is yep. a byproduct of something that you saw somewhere else, and just put your own perspective on it. Yep, and that's what I was thinking too, because there's been a lot of stuff that he said that I'm like, damn, that would be a good topic. And what I've realized during like reflecting or the time that I spend writing for DTI in the mornings now that I have that like calculated into my days is that just because he said it or just because he talked about it doesn't mean that our audience or doesn't mean that somebody might not hear us as well and take what we said or the way we said it away, but didn't take it from him because it's voiced differently. So um, that's one thing I've been doing is there's like a, a column of topics that I have that are in like quotation marks. So that way I can give credit where credit needs to be due, but put my own spin on it and what it means to me and why I think that that's a valuable topic or a valuable thing that people need to keep top of mind. Um, and so it all filters back down to these core values of DTI, having the desire to inspire. That's with so many areas of life. And that's even creating those moments um, to then pass on not only to the people around you, but when you have little kids running around, they find that value. Because guess what? If you're not giving your parents attention and they want it, you're going to realize that when you have kids and you want your kids to sit down and have dinner with you and they don't want to, like, damn, I should have done that with my parents more. My parents were onto something. Um, so just appreciating those little things so that way you can keep them going and then build upon them to whatever it means to you. Yeah. I think like back to the whole like taking, giving credit words do thing, you have different life experience than he does anyway. So like definitely never shy away from bringing a topic that you, most of the topics I've ever brought, I got from somewhere. And even like if I didn't, I'm not taking the exact thing, it's something that it sparked in my mind. And like, it's not like you sat here and you verbatim gave a speech like that someone else said, you know what I mean? So the same way you have some, a different life experience, someone that's listening to this is going to have it and they're going to take it in a completely different way that we even said it. So mm -hmm. it's just sparking ideas, but that's like what pushes it out. And that's pretty much what this entire community is like. We're trying to do things that are going to inspire people in different ways. And that's going to have a trickle effect, a butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it. And it's going to touch way more people than we initially expect. Like I'm sure 
he didn't expect two little fucking random dudes to be talking about it on their podcast, <laughs> especially in this way. Like a comedian definitely wasn't like, oh, they're going to talk about it on like a fitness and fucking inspirational motive, whatever the hell category we fall into these days. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not like he expected to go there. So yeah, definitely like whatever topic it is, always bring it and you're putting your own spin on it. So it is what it is. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a you brought up comedian. It made me think of uh, Bert Kreischer and um, a video that Matt sent me today. And uh, it's a would you um, question he asked Tom during one of their podcasts. Um, but we'll save that for a little more lighthearted conversation that we will have probably next week. And I probably so already I, heard the question because me that's and Matt don't say don't say don't say don't say it because we'll talk about it on here. But Dylan, I appreciate you keep making the moment while you have a few days uh, or a few months left or whatever, a couple months left in Colorado. Really appreciate that. Leave Colorado with the stamp that you want to um, and start appreciating this journey now over to North Carolina as things are going to alter in your life. Um, But I'm excited for you to be closer to family and friends, to have us be closer. um, So that way we can even grow the moments that we create together through DTI and this community um, and start putting more out into this world. So. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to continue to have the desire to inspire. Um, I'm going to give your mom a kiss on the forehead. I mean, um, give your mom a kiss on the forehead. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace.